0: Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. I'm here with Kurt Souter. We're also here with Ray, Steve, and Brian, and we're talking about preparing for the crossover of your spouse going from from life in this world to another life. And uh, we've talked about these three gentlemen who have uh, all had to experience that in the past few years about how to prepare for that journey and uh, prepare for the end on this side of heaven. So... Uh, we are, are talking about that. And if you know anyone who needs to hear this or who's going to need to hear this, uh, you either know someone or, now or you will. Yeah, uh, and that's the truth. That's the absolute truth. And maybe you could uh, pass this along to them. This could be some encouragement to know that, um, you know, there, there is hope. And we've talked about that last week with the loss of a child, and we're talking about this week on the loss of a spouse.
1: You know, Chad, I, I love uh, one of my favorite, there's a whole bunch of I am statements that Jesus mentioned. He said, I'm the bread of life. I'm the, I'm the living water. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the gate. I'm the door. But one of my favorites is when Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live. Even though he dies, and so we're 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 talking about passing over. We're talking about death, which literally means separation—the separation of soul and spirit—and um, uh, from from this body. What the, what the Paul talks about in the New Testament is this tent that one day you know decays, and that's happened to our wives. Um, but Steve. Um, in all of that context, I know that you and Carol still walked with the Lord, but on that day when you knew in your heart that it was over, that you were gonna lose Carol, what, how did you handle that and what, what did you do personally?
2: Yeah, I remember that day vividly. Um, it was probably about two weeks before she passed and um, we we're sitting there on our side porch and again, we we walked with Christ through all this. Um, some days, obviously, not thrilled about it at all, obviously, um, but also just still trusting. And uh, we're sitting there and, and just in a conversation, and, and Carol said, you know, I just feel stuck. You know, I, I have conversations with friends and family, and uh, they're sharing their life with me about what's coming in the future, and... I just feel stuck because I, not that she didn't care, but she couldn't Mm -hmm. get excited about it. And, um, but she couldn't get to heaven and she was so ready to just become unstuck and, you know, be freed from it. And at that moment I knew that I, for my healing and hers as well, I needed to totally just give her back to the Lord. Um, she was never mine of being mine, she was a gift from the Lord. And uh, I look at now those 28 years we got to spend with each other married and two before that, um, as a gift that was, um, many people don't get that gift. Mm. And if, if I don't ever get it again, I was still blessed with that amazing gift. and But I had to give it back to the Lord then. And that gave me peace also though. And it, it helped, it still helps me till today. Mm. And then, oh, she's, she's healed now. She's a new body with the Lord, and uh, she smiles every day.
1: Mm. Yeah, the, the hope and promise of heaven. I remember uh, reading about D.L. Moody when Moody was uh, toward the end of his life, and he said one day, and he was the, he was the Billy Graham of our day. Uh, you know, he was this great, well-known preacher. And he said, one day, you're going to read in the paper that Moody is dead. He said, don't believe a word of it. I'll be more alive that day than ever before. And uh, that's the hope we have. Um, Brian, talk with us about the day that you, you know, d- just 10 days before the diagnosis. And, you know, her body is just lit up like a Christmas tree, loaded with cancer.
3: What's going through your, how did you handle that? Well, it, was, it came even a little oddly. So they've taken uh, cells from her spine. To see whether there may be something in the spine obviously it was cancer we didn't know what and that's a lengthy test two or three days and so in the meantime they called in a neurologist with a suspicion of possibly stroke and so the neurologist is sitting there on wednesday evening and he's talking to us both and he says look you're not really testing anything for a stroke and he he says, obviously, with these cancer cells in your spine that came back on the test. And we went, wait, wait, wait no, this is the first. We had not heard of it. The oncologist did, the, did no, not tell you? No, our, our, the oncologist hadn't even been invited yet. Our, our regular doctor had not come back and reported those. They had just come back, had just been put in the chart. So the neurologist, preparing to see Jan, had read it, mm. comes in, and he says, and obviously, with the cancer cells in your spine, that's the bigger issue now, and we're we're floored, and so he finished his spiel, uh left the room, and we, we we both we looked at each other, we shed a few tears, and we knew, even though we hadn't spoke to an oncologist, we just had a sense and Jan had said, "I really don't want to get heroic on the second trip here." Mm. She'd said that for years from the very first diagnosis, so we knew uh we pretty well knew, and uh, in fact, Jan wanted to get on the phone and call you know her her family she has a large family three sisters mom and dad and all the kids uh, our three daughters and so we made some phone calls and just got the word out that it looked pretty dire Mm -hmm. how did you handle that i i really took jan's lead which was one of faith and courage and i just sort of followed her through the hole i guess she was the lead blocker and it it felt difficult but I could do no less than have the courage she had, I felt, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> that's that sequence of events that night, Then, very next morning, Kurt was our men's group. That was a Wednesday evening, and I came to men's group heavy hearted and saying, guys, I can only stay a few minutes. Would you pray with me? I think I'm about to go hear the worst possible news, because the oncologist was coming that morning, and I wanted to be there for him, and it was, in fact, everything that we imagined it would be. <clears throat> in terms of bad news nothing they can do yeah he said you may have months of course she had 10 days at that point and so uh, but there the, he, he said you may have months there's not really a real lot of treatments that sort of thing ray what about
1: you when you when you ex- got the, the the news that this this is
4: this is over how did you handle that um Well, uh, ours was very sudden. Uh, In fact, she had been improving and and things were looking very good. Her doctor was extremely optimistic. And about 30 hours prior to her going to heaven, um, she contracted a a, uh, blood system um, infection and uh and it immediately put her into a coma and so we really never had an opportunity to talk about end of life together because we didn't think it was happening and so um, once she went into the coma uh, that was it she never came back out and so as far as having an opportunity to prepare or talk about her leaving or uh, you know to talk with the kids or anything uh, we, we really didn't have that opportunity. I mean, if you
1: can uh, speak to our listeners um, because that that there's many of us who don't you know it just happens quickly yeah um, my my wife now Nancy, you know she lost her husband uh, just bang, gone you know, with a heart attack. Talk to our listeners about um,
4: not being able to say of your goodbyes um, well at the at the time that it was happening you know I was in shock and really wasn't so much thinking about it until after the fact um, I wish in hindsight that there were a whole lot of things that I would have talked to her about mm. you know when I had an opportunity to that um, we just didn't
1: that's a great we, we weren't word. able to talk about I mean that's a great word uh, listeners if you are you are married or, or, or and if you're not just just family have those conversations tell them that you love them and why and speak words of life into your your spouse your your kids your grandkids uh, because I mean really we we just don't know except the Bible says it is appointed to man once to die Coming soon. And it's, and it's coming soon. It, I mean, for every one of us, it re- really, I mean, and that's not, that's not sad news, because I, I love what Apostle Paul r- writes. He says, you know, those of us who are Christians, he says, you are citizens, we are citizens of heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there. I mean, that, that's our hope. It goes back to what we said at the beginning of this segment, you know, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, if, if we have no hope in the resurrection and we have no hope. But because Jesus rose from the grave, because he conquered sin and death, we too can can rise again and we too will be resurrected. And we will be a full-blown citizen I mean in, in its entirety. We will be a full-blown citizen of heaven. Amen. Um, but in the meantime, we've got to, you know, we we've got to love well and we've got to communicate that to our family.
0: I'll tell you what, we're going to take <clears throat> our final break, come back for one more segment. But when we're going to come back, we're going to come back with a little bit of hope. Mm. Because the next segment, we're going to talk about um, you know, the hope that these men have. Uh, if they didn't have any hope, I don't think they'd even want to be here talking about it at all. Because there's a hope that we have, not in us, but in Christ. And this show is called Solid Steps Radio. And the reason it's called Solid Steps is we believe you men and women are destined to walk with God and that you are to walk with God solidly by walking with Jesus and walking in Him. And, and Jesus said, come with me, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And these men have experienced that in the, in the most real way. So we're going to come back on the last segment. We're going to talk about uh, the hope they have. And uh, we'll do that here shortly. We want to thank our sponsors, Carol Rogers, Carpet One, Vision First, Ellen & Credit Union, and Country Lake Retreat Center. We'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, co-host here with Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And if you want to hear any of our past shows, including this one, which we are talking about how to prepare the crossover from, from life to death with your spouse, uh, all the men in this room have, uh, have experienced that. And if you want to hear more about this and or any of our past shows, you can go to a few different places. You can go to soundcloud.com, Facebook, You can go to iTunes. You can also go to org, and you just type in or click on Solid Steps Radio, and you'll be able to hear the show in its entirety. We put the podcast up on Mondays on our Facebook page, so you'll be able to take a look at it there. So if you like our Facebook page, you can see upcoming shows and all of our past shows.
1: You know, Chad, when when I'm thinking about this passing over, I mean, that's going to happen to all of us. And, and, Brian, in the break, you, men- you mentioned uh, that Jan was embracing and being ready. Yeah, she
3: just seemed to uh, have been preparing her heart for eight years and knew that she was prepared. And, in fact, in some respects, and I think m- all of us would agree, probably the suffering was going to end, mm. uh, the pain would end, and that beauty would be all, and so there was a certain joy even to Jan's uh, countenance in the in those last ten days. Even
1: uh, I mean I I love what the, the Apostle John writes in Revelation, but when when we do cross over, there's no more pain or sorrow or tears or you know no more cancer. I, I remember um, Bob Russell did Kristen's funeral, and uh, he also did Nancy's husband uh, Rory's funeral. And uh, he, said, he said five years ago to Nancy, and he said that to me uh, on the day of Christmas, he said, one day, one day, God will make all this right. And that's the hope we have. Um, I, w- I wanna talk about that in just a minute, but talk to our listeners about what was helpful in this journey that people did for you,
3: and maybe what wasn't so helpful. I have some real specific thoughts about that, uh, Kurt. And I think from where I am, I would say express love, love for the person who has died, love for the person that remains. So any way you can express love, I want you to know how much I I hurt for you. Uh, I just want you to know how much your spouse meant to me in this regard. Those kind of loving expressions. Secondly, don't offer advice do not offer advice. Do not offer answers for why. We've been talking about our hope that that is for all of us. Don't try to give them hope. Let them have their own hope. Don't try to instill that in them or explain that they're in a better place or that God wanted them home or any of that kind of thing. Just love and offer yourself to them.
1: It, it, there's a couple of Bible verses that come to mind when you say that. When words are many, sin is not absent. Proverbs talks about that. <laughs> and James talks about, um, I, I mean, because, yes, we, you know, we want to offer condolences and sympathy and empathy and, you know, and, and many times. But uh, James says, be slow to speak. Quick to listen. Quick to listen. And so, uh, uh, Ray, Steve, you got any thoughts about what was helpful uh, from people in this journey, or in what wasn't so helpful.
2: Uh, for me, what wasn't helpful is people just say, "What can we do?" And I, I, just do something. And you know, I because I, I don't know. So um, pray, pray for us. You know, and just listen. It, it, if I wanted to talk, or if my children wanted to talk, but I don't, I don't know what you you can do. So just. Um.
1: Well, I I think what you said there, Steve, is listen, have people listen because I I don't know about you, but in, in my own experience, I don't have the emotional energy to listen to you. <laughs> um, you know, when people come in and they they want to talk, I'm like going, I I, I do have, I have no
0: bandwidth right now to even mm-hmm. take in is that what you're saying yes i always thought it was interesting in job his friends were doing a great job and so they until they started to talk right <laughs> <laughs> <They were, laughs> absolutely they were doing a phenomenal job and I, if you can't stand silence that you know this is the moment where you just be quiet and just be still in front of somebody so
4: yep. ray you have any thoughts yeah i would agree with steve uh, a lot of people during becky's illness um said let let us know if there's anything that we can do for you and there were a lot of things that people could have done for me but i wasn't going to say yeah come over and clean my house and mow my lawn um, because i didn't feel like uh, uh, you know i was able to say that to somebody but those kind of things are the things that people need to be aware of that need to happen and those are the things that people need to say uh, instead of let me know what i can do for you they're going to come over and say hey i'm going to be at your house on tuesday morning and i'm going to mow your lawn and um, that would have been a lot more helpful uh, because I really didn't receive any help. I received a lot of good wishes and a lot of um, people wanting to be helpful, but nobody really being helpful at the time that we were going through the disease. Yeah, the real, the real practical
1: things of m- cleaning the house and mowing the yard and filling my car up with gas. I, I heard one time that somebody, uh, uh, they, they, they took the keys of the person who had lo- It was in the battle of of. of cancer and then eventually death but they took their the their keys went and got the the total inside a total outside and inside cleanup of the car i mean, I mean just little practical things like that and i'm, I'm going to say two words that you know for us was glorious gift cards
3: yeah fantastic <laughs> yeah. um
1: I, I mean you know just a gift card is like phenomenal and it just and it doesn't have to be to a restaurant. It could be to a restaurant, but it could be to just I mean, you name it. The, the gift cards are out there. A lot of them are restaurants. But in the middle, uh, and 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 another thing was uh, just a note of encouragement. So I don't have to I don't have to listen to them because I, I just don't I can't. But I want uh, I need to hear from them. And uh, I don't know about you guys. That's Is that, good. that did you uh, experience that too guys yes so uh I want to wrap up just real quickly how has the passing of your wife
4: prepared you to live right now well for me um, I never really thought much about death uh, prior to Becky's passing and um, I didn't have a will I didn't have a living will um, I have both those now and highly recommend uh, to all your listeners that that's something that they do.
3: Amen. We've talked about that on the show. Brian? Those are great. Uh, I agree with that, Ray. And also, for me, from a spiritual perspective, I remember being at the at just a nadir, the depth of my loneliness and thinking, what? What in the world? I'm not ready to date. I don't know. I just don't know how to negotiate this, Lord. And I felt him impress on me, not say to me, but impress on me, I'd like for you to spend time with me. Now that can sound burdensome to a perfectionist like me, like, oh, I got to go read more, do more, pray more. But no, be reflective. Lean into my grief with my creator rather than run from it. Mm. And it's been a joyful journey in spite of the difficulties. You know, uh, it really, it's balancing joy and
1: sorrow simultaneously. Being okay with hurting. Yeah. And being okay with being really, really angry with God. Whatever. And and, and working through that. Steve, you have thoughts?
2: Yeah, I would say that um, just uh, so much going through all this, sometimes it's just hard to sit back and just breathe. Um, and and one of the things that Carol always um, spoke to me about was just breathe. Live in this moment. You're so worried about planning tomorrow and the next thing coming. Enjoy what moment God's given you today. And that, that was her wish for me is that I could just start living in the moment versus trying to figure out what's going to happen next week, next month, next year, and totally miss what's happening in the moment. Mm. So I, that is... Change how I view so much in my life now. I don't. I wouldn't say live recklessly, but I, I live in the moment to live for Christ, to live for my kids, to live for my family, and to treasure each moment I have. Because us on this call know better than a lot of people, but many of the listeners that will hopefully be listening one day understand it more. But we don't know what's really coming tomorrow, so treasure today as well you know to prepare for tomorrow but treasure today
1: oh that's steve that's a really good word because so many of us live in the past or we're living in the future and the lord wants us to to capitalize on this moment this this day you know that's today this is the day that the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it guys it's been an absolute blast to have you in here i know this has been difficult for you guys to share but thank you for sharing your hearts thank you for um, the tears that we have shared over the months uh, since our spouses have passed, but I pray that God would use this. Um, I, I hated this verse. People would even quote this. You know, we know that all, God works for good to all those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Everything works out for, for good, and I, um, I believe that, but when when Kristen passed, and you know, I know when your your wives passed, it's hard to really embrace that verse. Uh, but it is true, and um, we can trust Him even in our deep pain. Uh, guys, thanks for coming, Ray, Brian, Steve. Appreciate you guys, love you guys, and I'm grateful to God for you, and I rejoice to call you friends. So, but Steve, would you uh, close us in prayer? Pray for our listeners, please.
2: Sure, absolutely. Um, Heavenly Father, I just uh, want to thank you for this blessing of this fraternity that I'm, I'm a part of. Um, without this fraternity of men, I, you know, it wouldn't be a positive progress I have today. So I just pray that we've been a blessing to, to the listeners out there that are um, hopefully gaining something from this. And, and my prayer would be that if they, if they trust in Christ that know that uh, death in this world, it's not the end. Uh, if you choose to live in Christ. So, Lord, we're thankful for the blessing of these men and that we uh, continue to support and love on each other uh, all the days of our lives that you've given us. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Amen. Steve.
0: Well, I want to thank all of our listeners for listening, but I especially want to thank Ray, Brian, and Steve, and Kurt for willing to share their uh, their journey. And we're all on it. And uh, we just pray that you are preparing yourself, listeners, uh, to to walk with God. And, and to live with him and, and that happens through Jesus Christ and we just pray you'll look to him and walk with him so we thank you for listening we appreciate it and uh, pass this along to your friends somebody you might know who's going to be going through this who's going through that now and uh, uh, we all will be and we all look upward and that's where our hope lies so we thank you for listening we appreciate it Solid Steps Radio